right, all right, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It's LJ Talks Factory here. It's with the facts, like always, of course, hope you guys are enjoying your Sunday afternoon so far. I'm doing all right. This is my AEW Rampage review. I know I said we're going to talk football first before Rampage, but didn't get to do it on Friday or yesterday, so the uh, more football talk will be tomorrow, like tomorrow morning, because there's other moves we got to talk about, so I'm looking forward to doing that. Let's see if any other moves happen today or maybe early tomorrow. We'll definitely see. But let's get into Rampage. Yeah, I thought AEW Rampage was a good show back on uh, Friday. Of course, it was taped, like majority of the time it is. So let's get right into the first match. And I don't know if you can hear that, but there's a Mr. Softy truck not too far around right here. And what, what, what is the temperature outside right now? Because I was just out for a walk a little while ago. It's a little bit chilly. It is. I'm pulling up right now. It's 43 degrees. I could see if it was like in the 60s or 70s. It's 43 degrees outside. Ain't nobody going to go outside and get Mr. Softy. I haven't had that in a long time. But nobody's going to get that at 43 degrees outside. That's just not going to happen. You have to be... Uh, listen, maybe people do. Maybe people do it. I don't know. Not me, though. That's just weird. Uh, well, let's get into the first match of AEW Rampage. It was Dustin Rhodes, the natural Dustin Rhodes versus the Murderhawk Monster, Lance Archer. These two went at it back in April in the TNT Championship Tournament where Lance Archer was victorious over Dustin Rhodes. And he really destroyed Dustin Rhodes back in April. And then, of course, Lance Archer went on to wrestle Cody Rhodes at double or nothing for the TNT Championship, which Cody Rhodes would win, becoming the first ever TNT champion. You know, as you could say, it's two years in the making right here. Dustin Rhodes looking for redemption on Lance Archer for what he did to him. You know, you could say embarrassing him a couple years ago because he did. He beat the shit out of him. He really did. Like, it was really, it really was a massacre. And this thing with Lance Archer, though, that's the way I like seeing Lance Archer get booked when he beat the shit out of Dustin Rhodes. You know, when he had his first match, I think it was against... Um, I believe it was against Marco Stunt when they were at QT Marshall's gym. You know, because they couldn't film at uh, Daly's place for a while. And I'm like, why is he wrestling Marco Stunt? I think I mentioned it before. It's like, what does Lance Archer... What does he get out of that? Beating up Marco Stunt. It, it makes no sense. You know, he's twice his size. Marco's, what, 5'4", Lance Archer's almost 7 foot. Okay, Lance Archer's supposed to beat him up. It doesn't make any sense. Well, at least make it make sense. You could have at least had Archer face a jobber who was at least like six foot. That's different. That's fine. I'm Marco Stunt. What does Lance Archer get out of beating him? It makes no sense. You could have brought somebody in from the Nightmare Factory to face uh, Lance Archer. I think he did wrestle QT Marshall. He wrestled them a month later when they were back at Daly's place. That, that should have been Lance Archer's first match. That should have been his first match right there. So then you really could have planted the seeds more for him and Cody, even though they were already planted. But right there kind of shows, okay, he wrestled Cody's friend at the time, QT Marshall. There you go. Okay, now you know the match is going to happen. Not Marco Stunt. It did nothing for Lance Archer. Marco Stunt apparently is not coming back to AEW. His contract's going to expire pretty soon. Thank God. Like, I'm sure he's a nice guy. He seems like a nice dude, but he's too, too small. You can say, well, John Silver's about 
you know, he's pretty small. Yeah, but he's built. Marco Stunt isn't built. He has no muscle on him at all. He has none. He is not built at all. At least John Silver is built. Marco Stunt is not. Marco Stunt should have just stayed as a manager. He could have been an annoying heel manager. Like, not necessarily for Jurassic Express. He could have managed anybody else and been a heel. An annoying heel manager. Really get people pissed off. I think people would... I think people would enjoy that. But having him wrestle serious matches... It just... It was dumb. It wasn't smart. That's why it's good you've seen a lot of these guys, you know... That nobody really likes. You know, leaving AEW. Which is good. Especially, you know, Jelly Natel is leaving too, so... That's good. You know, you get rid of uh, you get rid of all these outlaw guys, bring in, you know, the real guys, you know, from Ring of Honor, and now they've brought in Punk and Danielson. I don't want to see Joey Janela or excuse me, Jelly Natella wrestle in the main event. He wrestled in the main event against Omega back in December of twenty twenty. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> it's whatever though. But um this was the first time we saw Lance Archer wrestle since he lost to Hangman for the world title last month. So it's been a minute since we've seen Lance Archer. So I'm kind of thinking like, alright, so he's wrestling Dustin Rhodes here. Is he going to do a feud with Dustin Rhodes? Because, you know, this is the second time they've wrestled right here. You know, does Lance Archer do a feud with the Nightmare Factory or something? Like, with one of Dustin Rhodes' students? Are they going to bring him maybe like one of the... Like a prize student for Lance Archer to feud with. You know, maybe like Lee Johnson, even though he's not a student anymore. Maybe Brock Anderson. I mean, that would be really cool. I mean, we haven't seen Brock Anderson really do much in AEW. He really hasn't. You want to give him a nice program. Do that right there. Just thinking of something right there because you're not going to see Lance Archer get involved in the TNT title picture anytime soon. Well, he's a heel. You're not going to do heel versus heel with him and Scorpio Sky. He could wear for the world title again, but not, not as long as Hangman's champion, I don't see it. You know, maybe if Keith Lee wins the FTW title and they make it a super heavyweight division, maybe Lance Archer gets it. That would help right there. I keep on saying, keep putting it out there, I want the FTW world title to be a super heavyweight division. I want that to be in a super heavyweight division. It's like I said, I'm going to repeat myself again because I want it to happen. I want to see guys like Keith Lee in that division, Powerhouse Hobbs, Lance Archer, you can throw Luchasaurus in there, Jake Hager. Um, who else? I'm sure I'm missing a lot of names right there. Um, I, I know that I am. I know that I'm forgetting a lot of names. Oh, my gosh. That's embarrassing. Um, Brian Cage, if he comes back. You could really build a really good division right there. You really could. You seriously could build a really good division. That's all I'm trying to say. I keep saying it. Come on. Let's make it happen. Yeah, Dustin Rhodes you can throw in there as well. You can throw Dustin Rhodes in there as well. That's perfectly That's that's perfectly fine. That's great. Get the people invested right there. Like, oh, wow, super heavyweight division. Wardlow as well when he comes back. Because we know the whole thing with him and MJF. So there you go. It helps a lot of people. It really does. It seriously does. But overall, the match here with Dustin and uh, Lance Archer was a good match. I think it was better than the match they had back in April of 2020. Well, of course, it was in front of nobody, too. So, I mean, also, you know, when there was matches in front of nobody, you kind of felt like, um, what's the best way to say it? Like, when there was nobody in the crowd for wrestling, like all of wrestling, it just felt weird. 
Like, you know, I'm sure, like, all these wrestlers, I'm sure they build off the energy of the crowds. I'm sure that they do. So it just had, it, it just, it's awkward. It was awkward watching nobody there. It just was. It felt so weird watching wrestling with nobody in the crowd. I mean, yeah, you had, like, in AEW had some of the wrestlers, you know, watch at ringside or in WWE. They did the same thing before they did the Thunderdome. It just still, it felt weird with nobody there. Like, no fans. It just felt so weird. That's just, you know what I mean? It's just, it's hard to watch at some points because it just is. It's so weird. But overall, though, this match was good. We haven't seen Jake the Snake in a while. I mean, I know he's dealing with some health problems, and I hope that he's doing okay. That's why Dan Lambert has been managing Lance Archer recently. But you got to think, like, okay, so he's wrestling. He's not wrestling, excuse me. He's uh, managing Lance Archer on the side. Why not get Lance Archer involved with Scorpio and Ethan? So, you know, maybe he could do something right here. Because maybe Archer could go after the TNT title. Let me, like, change my mind on that one. Maybe he goes with uh, Scorpio and Ethan. Because he's on his own with Dan Lambert. He's not coming out with um, Dan Lambert and Paige Van Sad and Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Let him be with them. You know, maybe a couple months down the line... You know, say Lance Archer costs um, Ethan Page a match or Scorpio Sky a match or whatever. Or say it's a tag team match and he costs them. And they kick him out and they beat him up. Then you can have Lance Archer turn back into a baby face and beat Scorpio Sky for the TNT title. You could do something like that. You could do something like that. You know, like I was saying before in the beginning, like, oh, he really can't go after the TNT title because they're going to do heel versus heel. But you could do that storyline. Does it work? Let's see. Try that right there. Because you got to give Archer something. He's been here since March of 2020. you got to give the guy something. He's been in numerous title shots and TNT title shots, AEW World Heavyweight title shots. you got to give the guy something. You have to. you got to give him something. Like how long it took Scorpio Sky to win an individual championship because he was, you know, the first ever tag team champion with Frank Kazarian at SCU. you got to give Archer something. You have to. You simply just have to. But we'll see, though. And, you know, Dustin Rhodes' ear was bleeding throughout this whole match. So, <laughs> I'm thinking right here, because it was, it was popping up in my head during the match when I was watching. Because Dustin Rhodes won. Dustin Rhodes won because um, the turnbuckle was exposed. Lance Archer did that to himself and backfired on him right there when Dustin Rhodes... At first, uh, Lance Archer was going for the blackout on Dustin Rhodes, and Dustin Rhodes fell. You know, it's like... He was playing possum right there. He was playing possum. And then he hit Lance Archer on the exposed turnbuckle. And he rolled him up one, two, three and got the win. So Dustin Rhodes got the win over Lance Archer. They're now one and one against each other. So now Dustin Rhodes has bled in both matches. So why not do this? If you're going to do a third match, which they will, that'll be the grudge match. So for the grudge match, let it be a first blood match. We had never seen a first blood match in AEW. You know, the only way to win is... Making your opponent bleed. So there you go. I think the last time we saw a first blood match was probably like 2008. It was Cena versus JBL. So I think it's been a long time. I, mean, I don't know if they ever did it in Impact Wrestling after that or any other company. I just remember 2008. I don't remember anything else after that. Do that right there. Why not try that? I also forgot to mention before the match, Lance Archer was... 
attacking one of uh, Dustin Rhodes' students, and then Dustin Rhodes came out, and then they had the match. So then after the match, Lance Archer went on a fucking tear. He was beating up Dustin, and then we saw um, some of the students from the Nightmare Factory, they come out, trying to help Dustin Rhodes, and they couldn't help out at all. And then Lance Archer chokeslams Dustin Rhodes through the table. So we know this isn't over yet. This isn't over yet, so that's what I'm thinking. Dustin Rhodes has bled twice in the first two matches they've had. So why not, for the grudge match, do a first blood match? And people probably would expect, okay, Archer's going to win because Dustin Rhodes has bled twice. Well, we'll see. We'll definitely see. But yeah, I think if you're going to have somebody win this feud, it's got to be Archer. It has to be. If you're going to have the grudge match, which I'm sure they'll have maybe like in a couple weeks, maybe they'll do it in Texas, in Garland, Texas, on April 15th for Rampage. Let that be the main event. That's fine. That's fine by me. Yeah, you know what? Do that. Do that then. Let it be a first blood match. Let Archer get the win. Why not, right? It gives Archer a lot of momentum going forward. And then maybe he'll win a title down the line. Maybe he will. That's just what I would do. Do I think it'll happen, though? No. In my honest opinion, I don't think it will. But it's what I would do, though. It's what I would do. If they're listening, well, <laughs> take my advice on that one. That's just what I would do right there. And also, um, I did want to say one thing. I know this, is, this isn't AEW related, but it's wrestling related. My best wish is to go out to Triple H to announce his retirement on Friday. Like hearing what he was going through um, not too long ago when he went for the procedures for his heart. You know, he was close to, you know, heart disease. Like, hearing, like, you know, uh, what was the uh, thing that he said? Something about, like, how he didn't have, like, the normal, was it the normal heart rate, I believe he said? You know, it was scary to hear. It was scary to hear, but he got to the hospital right away, got the procedure done. He seems to be doing good right now. I think it was uh, viral ammonia that he had. When I heard that right there, I was like, holy shit. So, I'm, I'm glad that he's doing okay, because Triple H, you know, he did a lot with NXT, from 2012 to uh to 2020 or you could say 2021 because NXT 2.0 came out not too long ago. He did a whole lot with NXT, so much. You know, um, like seeing him go into that COO role like legitimately, I didn't know what to think. I'm like, okay, like maybe Triple H is gonna take over in the future. I mean, he still could, but I don't know if he will. Um, but no, he did a whole lot with NXT. He really made it like a revolution. He, he really did. He built up something really nice in NXT. And NXT is still good to this day. I know a lot of people have their uh, mixed feelings on it. But I've seen some highlights of it. I do like that kid Braun Breaker. I like Tony D'Angelo. Ziggler's the NXT champion. So that'll definitely elevate you know Braun Break right there. I know they're having a rematch at what's it, uh, Stand and Deliver coming up next Saturday. So I think Dolph will definitely drop it back to Braun Breaker. And they've built so many great stars down there, like Champa and Gargano, Keith Lee, Finn Balor, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Nakamura was there, um, uh, Big E, Big E, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, uh, Dean Ambrose at the time, you know, et cetera, et cetera. They've built so many stars, and of course, you know, the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish. There's so many stars they've built. Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate. Pete Dunne, if you, if you're, if you, need to, you need to see this match right here. 
If you haven't seen Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate at NXT TakeOver Chicago 2017, I definitely suggest you watch it. It's one of my favorite matches of all time. Go watch it. Especially anything to do with uh, Walter. His name is uh, Gunther now. So go watch some of his matches. He's a fucking beast. You know, they, you know, Triple H really built something awesome with NXT. He really did. You know, and I'm glad that he's doing good right now. I really am. I really am glad that he's doing good, you know. I, I am upset that he announced the retirement. Of course, there's that fan of me that wants to see one more match. His last ever match was with Randy Orton at, in Saudi Arabia in 2019. You know, I'm just glad that he's doing good right now. I really am. Because he said he was scared. You, know, you could see there was a lot of emotion out of Triple H. You really don't see him get upset like that. You know, there's a lot of emotion in the Stephen A. Smith interview. Definitely go watch it. Definitely suggest it. I'm just glad that he's doing okay. I really am. I seriously am. It's a blessing that he's still here right now because hearing what he was going through, thank God he's still here. I'm happy that he's still here. I know that he's, I'm sure they're still doing things in NXT right now. I'm sure that he is. But I'm just glad that he's doing okay. And I'm sure he will be in the Hall of Fame next year. I mean, of course, if you're going to ask me who should induct him into the Hall of Fame, well, Shawn Michaels. Easily. Easily Shawn Michaels. That That's a no-brainer right there. I'm sure other people would say other names. That's fair. But I say Shawn Michaels. No-brainer. Easily. Just easily. But God bless him. And I'm happy that he's doing okay. Just thought I'd mention that right there. So God bless Triple H. Thank God he's okay. Love you, man. Thank you for all the memories. Thank you for all the awesome memories you gave me. I shouldn't just say memories. They were awesome memories. It's my all-time favorite match Involves Triple H. It was Triple H versus The Undertaker, End of an Era, Hell in a Cell, with Shawn Michaels, the special guest referee at WrestleMania 28. My all-time favorite match where I thought Triple H was going to break the streak. He was that close. He was that close when Shawn Michaels hit the sweet chin music on The Undertaker, and then Triple H hit him with a pedigree. I thought that was it. I thought that was it. Oh, boy, was I wrong. I thought it was it right there. Like, I was literally jumping up and down like, oh, my God, it's over, it's over. But fucking Undertaker kicked out, man. I was like, holy shit. But it was something. I enjoyed, you know, Triple H after that when he wrestled uh, Brock Lesnar. Of course, the other programs he did. And of course, I fucking hated him for what he did to Daniel Bryan or yeah, Daniel Bryan at the time at SummerSlam 2013. I was like, you motherfucker. And the authority. Oh, my gosh. They were fucking good heels, the authority. They were awesome. And Triple H is definitely going to go down as one of the best heels of all time. Definitely, I would say. Definitely, I would say. But God bless him. God bless him and his family. Thank God they're doing okay. Love you, man. Thank you, Triple H. Thank you for everything you gave to this wrestling business. And thank you for all the awesome memories, my man. God bless you. But now let's get to the uh, next thing here on AEW. We did see Jay Lethal backstage. You know, and... Um, uh, who was the... Who was the woman backstage that was interviewing him? What's her name? Lexi? Her name was Lexi. Uh, I forgot her last name. This girl, uh, Lexi. I think she made her AEW right, debut right there, uh, interviewing Jay Lethal. So she asked him, like, what's next? You know, and Jay Lethal mentioned... The two recent losses, you know, on his winning record, or his great record, because most of his wins have come from dark and dark elevation. 
you know, losing to Ricky Starks and losing to Adam Cole, but they had to cheat to beat him. You know, he's basically said, got to go back to the drawing board. Something else has to happen. So maybe he brings back the uh, the Black Machismo gimmick. You know, he might do that. He might do that. Maybe he joins a faction. You know, I don't know what's next for Jay Lethal right here. But we'll definitely see. He's not gonna, I don't think he's going to disappear for weeks. I think we'll definitely find out in the next week or two what's next for Jay Lethal. He is wrestling at the uh, Ring of Honor event next Friday, so maybe that's where it happens. Maybe, like, we find out what's next for him. But we'll see. But when we came back from commercial, we saw Fuego Del Sol in the ring all by himself. I'm like, all right, let's see. Let's see what Fuego has to say. And Fuego cut a really good promo right here. We never really heard him talk as much. He cut a pretty good promo talking about the House of Black and how he stood his own right there against uh, Buddy Matthews and Brody King and Malachi Black. And he said he's here to fight. He wants to fight. Like, this kid right here wants to fight. And he thanked the crowd for being behind him last week. And they were behind him on Rampage back on Friday. And he wants to fight. Lights go out. And who's in the ring when the lights come back on? Or lights are still out when they're in the ring was Buddy Matthews, Brody King and Malachi Black and they beat the shit out of Fuego just like they did the week before but this time they did it quicker right they're like this is it, we're not playing any games Fuego got no offense in right there, he just got squashed but right after the House of Black left the ring, we saw the Dark Order come out, it was Evil Uno, Stu Grayson and John Silva and Alex Reynolds and they confronted the House of Black and Malachi's like, you want it? You want it? And Buddy Matthews and Brody King were going to approach them more. Malachi's like, no, not yet. Not yet. So it looks like we're going to see something between the Dark Order and the House of Black, which is, that's interesting. And I want to see the Dark Order be serious. Because, you know, they've been, of course, you know, great comedic, you know, characters. But also good wrestlers, too. I want to see them really get serious for this feud. Because the House of Black, they ain't joking around. So you got to be serious in that feud. You got to be damn well serious in that feud. But now we get to the next match right here. Not a bad tag team match. It was a decent tag team match between Red Dragon, uh, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly versus Allen Angels number five and Preston Vance number ten of the Dark Order. Decent tag team match. I liked it. Definitely like uh, Allen Angels in number ten as a as a tag team. I do like number ten, Preston Vance. I like him. And somebody actually said that he should join. Moxley and uh, Danielson. And it does make sense, though. You know, Moxley and number 10 of history. Number 10's first match in AEW was against John Moxley. Moxley fucking destroyed him. And then they had the match back in October for the... in the World Title Eliminator Tournament. And Moxley destroyed him again. Destroyed him again. So he destroyed him twice. And number 10 was bleeding. Moxley fucking ripped off his mask. He was Biting him like crazy. You know, so... I wouldn't mind seeing that right there. He's a pretty big guy, number 10. He's a big dude. You get him in that group, he definitely stands out. He definitely does. He's one tough son of a bitch as well. So there you go. And listen, I think number 10, he's going to win a championship in AEW at some point. It was handpicked by Brody Lee, the great late Brody Lee, to be in the Dark Order. You know... He has been a serious big man. We haven't seen him do any, like, comedic shit, even though he's in the Dark Order. They have been a comedy group. You know, he's been serious, though, other than, of course, you know, you see him on B 
BTE or on Sammy Guevara's vlogs or the other vlogs or whatever. But when he's in the ring or when he's backstage, he takes it seriously. So he could be a future world champion in AEW. He actually could. I don't know if a lot of people see it, but I see a lot of potential in him. He's got a, he's got a lot of potential. I did like when he did the uh, double shoulder tackle off the top rope to O'Reilly and Fish. I was like, damn. Like, Jesus. That's why I really wanted to see him in the face of Revolution ladder match. Maybe instead of Cassidy. They could, maybe they could have done number 10 versus Cassidy instead. And could have put number 10 in it. That could have been a lot better for him. Because he's had two chances to be in the face of Revolution ladder match and he's failed. Losing to Max Castor last year and losing to Ricky Starks this year. Would have been nice to see him in there with, you know, big guys like Cobbs and Wardlow and Lee. Would have been nice. Would have been nice to see. And he could have still had Starks and Christian Cage in the match. So it would have been nice to see number 10 in there. But, um... I do agree with that person said. I think it was on Reddit they posted it right there. I think it's an AEW uh, Reddit page. Saying that he should join Regal, Moxley, and Danielson. And that would be good. I, I would actually really like to see it. Would you guys? I'm, some, I'm sure some of you guys would. I'm sure some of you guys wouldn't. That's your opinion right there. That's fair. It's definitely fair. But I want to see it though. I really do. So now you have to think right here. You know, um, you have to think right here with uh, with Red Dragon. We haven't seen them in the Young Bucks interact. We didn't see them interact uh, the last couple weeks. We didn't even see the Young Bucks at all this week. They were nowhere to be seen on Dynamite or Rampage. So we know we are going to get Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks pretty soon. Probably sooner rather than later. And we know Cole was going to be with Red Dragon. He's going to leave the Elite. They're going to do the whole Undisputed Era thing again where Cole will win the world title or even the TNT title and then eventually the world title. We know Red Dragon will win the world tag team titles down the line. That's why I keep saying they need to add another tag team title. They have to add more tag team titles, like one more at least because you got all these tag teams right here. You got to at least add another one. You already have two women's titles. And of course, you have the TNT title and the world title for the men right there. That's what you just have to do. That's just what I think they should do. But uh, Red Dragon got the win right here over five, over number 5 and 10. They held their own against these guys. Decent match. Not a bad match right here. I thought it was decent. Wasn't really looking forward to it. I was like, eh, we'll see how this goes. I thought it was going to be a squash, but no. It was a decent match. Red Dragon gets the win. And they were beating up number 5 after the match. And here come the World Tag Team Champions, Jurassic Express. They get in the ring. And so is Christian Cage. They chase him off. And, and then... uh. Adam Cole steals the world tag team title. So he's already stolen the world title. And now he has stolen the tag team titles. So I'm like, oh my god. Like, you're, like, like what the fuck is going on here? So now we're just stealing championships. I mean, I mean, obviously... Obviously, in my honest opinion, um, I don't see Cole, like I said, I don't see Cole win the world title right now, and I don't see Red Dragon win the world tag titles right now. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think Red Dragon has a better shot at winning the world tag titles than Cole has, has a shot at winning the world title. 
But um, I don't think it's their time just yet. Again, I think Red Dragon has a better chance. Cole, eh, not as much. Cole has like a 20-80 type of chance. Red Dragon's like 50-50. Because I, I could see Jurassic Express dropping the World Tag Team titles to Red Dragon right now. But I can't see Hangman dropping the World Title to Cole. I still see it being Hangman versus Punk at double or nothing. And I see Punk winning the title. And I think if Red Dragon doesn't beat Jurassic Express, then I think Moxley and Danielson will. That's what I see. But we'll see what happens, though. We'll definitely see what happens. Looking forward to it when it does happen. But we get to the next match right here, and this is a couple-minute match. Or not even a couple minutes. I think it was like a minute, so I'm not even really going to talk about it. It's Nyla Rose versus Maddie Wernkowski. She's wrestled on uh, Dark and Dark Elevation the last couple years in AEW. First time being on AEW television, so hey, congratulations to her right there. And yeah, Nyla Rose just squashed her. And I agree with a lot of people said on Twitter right here because there was a promo uh, backstage or vignette backstage of Nyla Rose where she was just talking. It wasn't Vicky Guerrero. So Nyla Rose was talking about, you know, everybody complaining about what she did to Thunder Rosa. Well, that was the plan right there. We were supposed to piss people off. They could have just done that instead of having Vicky Guerrero talk. Because her promo, eh, it, was, it was cringy. It was pretty cringy. You could have just had Vicky come out. You know, maybe she could have just slapped Thunder Rosa. And then Thunder Rosa, you know, tries to go after her. And then Nyla Rose comes out and just beats up Rose. You could have done something like that. Where Vicky doesn't say anything. Where it's very unexpected. You know, so I agree with everybody saying, like, that's what should have just happened. Like, you know, then, you know, when Nyla Rose is saying what she did to her. Like, the, yeah, that, that's what should have happened. You know, so we do know we're going to get Nyla Rose versus Thunder Rose. I think it's going to happen at Battle of the Belts, and that'll be it. Nyla Rose gets a title shot. It'll be over. Thunder Rose will retain. I did see uh, Buff Bagwell tweeted about how come Nyla's not champion. I'm like, well, Nyla was champion back in uh, back in February 2020 where she beat Riho. Lost to Sheeta a couple months later. And I do agree with what my buddy uh, Todd said on Twitter. He was like, you know, um, well, Nyla did lose. It was the first ever AEW show, first ever AEW Dynamite show where it was Nyla Rose versus Riho for the AEW Women's World Championship, the first ever AEW Women's World Championship match, and Riho won. And like I said, nothing against Riho. For a girl her size, she helped, She really does um, hold her own in the ring. But she shouldn't have beaten Nyla. I mean, I get the whole underdog storyline, but Rio's not even built. If she was built up a little bit, then okay. And people could say whatever. But yeah, she shouldn't have beaten Nyla on the first show. Especially being Nyla's hometown in Washington, D.C. They should have given it to Nyla. That's just my honest opinion, though. So... That's just what I think. That's the thing they should have done. I definitely agree with my buddy Todd said, so... We'll see. We'll see what happens, though, with uh, with Thunder and Nyla Rose. So again, this is a minute match right here. Nyla Rose squashed this girl, Maddie. It was... <laughs> I mean, that was it. It was nothing. It was a squash match. And Chris Jericho actually announced that Nyla Rose is the first ever uh, Sports Entertainer of the Week. I guess that's going to be a new thing here on Rampage. We're going to get the Sports Entertainer of the Week. 
Okay, I guess. <laughs> uh, whatever, though. We'll see what happens between Nyla and Thunder. I know we'll probably get the match at uh, Battle of the Belts. And I do believe that Thunder Rose will retain. They're not going to give it to Nyla. Like, I don't even know... Well, actually, I do know. I think um, I think Ruby Soho will beat Thunder Rose down the line. And it should happen at All Out because they were the last two women in the Casino Women's Battle Royal last year to get a shot at the Women's World title. So it makes sense. And my honest opinion, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys, I get the whole long-term booking right here that AEW does, but I think they should have done Thunder Rose versus Britt Baker at a... Um, what was it, Grand Slam? Yeah, AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. And they could have given Thunder the belt then. I get the whole St. Patrick's Day Slam, okay, you know. The history they have, okay. It, it makes sense. But they could have done it at Grand Slam. And then you could have given Soho the belt now. That's just my honest opinion. But, you know, Britt had a nice long reign, though. It was nice that she did. That's what I think they should have done, though. My, that's just my honest opinion. But now we get to the next thing here on Rampage. So QT Marshall presented Hook with a plaque uh, or certificate, whatever it was, certification for beating him at Revolution. Hook came out, and Chris Jericho made a really funny comment like, oh, it looks like somebody woke up, Hook. <laughs> Hook just looked like he just woke up right there. It looked like he's mad because somebody woke up and told him to go in the ring. And, oh, my God, this fucking kid Hook, man, he has such attitude. He really does, which is a good thing. Which is absolutely good thing because he's so believable. Because he's not the size like his father Taz. He's not built like his dad. But he comes into the ring right there. You know, the way he's just like staring a hole right through you. Like, he just has attitude. He doesn't care. And he hasn't said one word at all since he's been, you know, since he's been wrestling. We've only heard him say a couple words like, oh, I'm tired of this man. Like, when uh, there was a tension in Team Taz between Brian Cage and Ricky Starks, like, you know, where Taz's like, oh, it's been a lot on Hobbs and on Hook. He's like, oh, I'm tired of this, man. Like, that's all we've heard Hook say. I mean, I've heard him speak before. I've seen him in other videos speak, you know. Um, so, yeah, we haven't really heard him spoke here on AEW television. I'm sure he will soon. Unless you want Taz to be his mouthpiece, then okay, fine. That's understandable. If you want to be that, you know, silent guy, you know... Silent but deadly. He doesn't talk, but in the ring, he'll destroy you. So QT Marshall gave, was going to give him the certificate. And then fucking Aaron Solo blasted the confetti. And then Hook grabs Aaron Solo by the head and just smashes his head right onto the fucking certificate. And Hook just walks away. And out came Danhausen. And he tried to curse Hook. And it didn't work. Hook just walked away. He was like, what the fuck? And he just walked away. And we have seen uh, Hook and Danhausen in a couple of videos, a couple of the vlogs that Danhausen's done. Danhausen actually gave him a bag of chips not too long ago, so it's like okay. So I think we are going to see Danhausen wrestle soon. He has gotten into his wrestling gear the last few times we've seen him, so I think he's going to get in the ring pretty soon. And maybe he's going to wrestle Hook. Maybe that'll be his first match. I mean, Hook's going to beat him, so maybe at least give Danhausen a win in his first match. You don't want to start off, you know, with a loss. That's just my honest opinion. They should just do that. But we'll see, though. You know, and I do like how Hook is... It's basically like, um... You know, Rampage... 
It's just basically his show. It basically is his show. Which I love. I absolutely love that it's his show. I'm sure we are going to see him wrestle on Dynamite pretty soon. But we'll see. I like seeing him wrestle on Rampage. I do like seeing him wrestle on Rampage. But now we do get to the main event of the evening. For the FTW World title, we have the FTW World Champion Ricky Starks defending his FTW World title against against Shane Swerve Strickland. I got to admit, though, really good main event. I liked it. It was a good main event. Second time we've seen Swerve in the main event rampage in the span of a couple weeks right here. Getting the FTW World title shot. Um... And also, yeah, I mean, Rampage has really become Ricky Starks' show as well. Even though he's wrestled on Dynamite a few times. But he hasn't really wrestled on Dynamite as much recently other than when he wrestled number 10 in the Face Revolution qualifying match. But, you know, Rampage has really been his show as well. And these two put on a good match. We saw Ricky Starks' entourage behind the commentator's table. So, I think, did Hobbs even go out with Ricky? I don't even think he went out with him for the match. Because we didn't see Hobbs throughout this match until the end. Because I don't remember seeing him come out with Ricky. I might be just, I might be just wrong. But overall, it was a good match between Ricky and Swerve. And for a second, I thought Swerve was going to win. I thought, you know, maybe they'll give Swerve the title. That's what I thought. But I also said to myself, okay, Ricky's not going to win clean. If he wins, it's going to be... It's going to be a fluke. Like, Hobbs is going to get involved, or somebody's going to get involved in this match. It's not going to be a clean victory. That's what I That's what I thought. Like, there's no way you're going to have Swerve lose clean in this first match. Like, not right here. It's only his second match in AEW. He's not going to lose like that. It's not going to lose clean. I don't see it. I just don't see it right there. Um, but yeah, overall though, good match. There was no shenanigans till, until uh, the end of the match. Until the end of the match, saw some shenanigans. But overall, I thought it was a good match right here. I love Ricky Starks. Swerve has really impressed me. Like I said, I've never really seen him wrestle before until now. Put on a really good main event match with Tony Nese a couple weeks ago. And put on a really good main event match with Ricky Starks a couple nights ago. You know, he could really be a huge main event player, uh, Swerve Strickland in, uh, in AEW. And I do like um, the alliance he has with Keith Lee. That's interesting. It's unique. Don't know if they ever had like an alliance in NXT not too long ago. I'm not sure if they had any alliance at all. So this might be something new. I mean, I, I didn't watch NXT on the regular, so I, I wouldn't know if they had an alliance at all. This might be this might be something new. I'm not too sure though. But anyway, I actually like it though. I like their alliance, which is cool. Especially against uh, Starks and Hobbs. But towards the end of the match right here, you know, Swerve took control. Looked like he was going to beat Starks. And Swerve went outside the ring and Hobbs fucking clotheslined the shit out of him. Completely knocked out Swerve. Throws him back in the ring. And then Ricky Starks hit the Ramshambeau on Swerve. One, two, three. Ricky Starks retains the FTW world title. I mean, Starks has been champ for almost a year. When he beat Brian Cage at Fighter Fest Night 1 last year. So he's been champion for almost a year right here. In four more months, it will be a year if he's still champion by that time. Really good main event. I expected Hobbs to get involved. 
And then the entourage came down after the match. And then Keith Lee out of nowhere fucking attacked all of them. He was beating the shit out of all of them. And they went after Hobbs in the ring. And then Swerve Strickland and Starks were going at it. And it was Lee and Hobbs going at it. I need to see that match one-on-one. Give me that as the main event right there. Keith Lee versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Those two will fucking tear it down. I need to see it. I really do. But overall, though, guys, a good show right here of Rampage. That was a good show. Now we look to Dynamite for next Wednesday. Potentially the main event, we have Darby Allen versus Andrade El Idolo. We have FTR, Cash Wheel, and Dax Harwood versus the Gun Club, Colton and Austin Gun. Billy Gunn will be there to manage them. And also the Owen Hart tournament for the women's side begins this Wednesday. So it'll be the Bunny versus a mystery opponent. And that mystery opponent will be signed to a contract right there in AEW. So a lot of people are saying it could be Tony Storm. It could be uh, Negan Knoxwell. It could be, who else did they say? Uh, Athena, uh, formerly known as Ember Moon. I think it might be Mia Yim. And I'll tell you why. We saw Isaiah Cassidy versus a mystery opponent that got a contract signed in the Face Revolution ladder match back in February last month, and it was Keith Lee. And both the Bunny and Isaiah Cassidy are part of the Andrade family office. So the reason why I think it'll be Mia Yim versus the Bunny is because Mia Yim and Keith Lee are married. That's just what I think. You know, uh, if I had to rank who I think it'll be, I'd say number one would be Mia Yim, number two would be Tony Storm, number three would be Anthonina, and number four would be Negan Knoxwell. That's what I think. But overall, I think it's going to be me again. That would be funny if it is, though, because it makes sense, though. It does. I think I'll, I don't know if a lot of people would see that in what I just said. But I definitely pay attention right there. I pay attention to the shit. I don't, you know, lack off when I'm watching. But uh, I think it's cool they're starting off the Owen Hart Women's uh, Tournament now. I'm sure the men will get started pretty soon as well. Because I was thinking, like, they're not going to start it in May because... The finals are going to be a double or nothing. You're going to need a couple months to build this up. It's not going to be a couple weeks. That wouldn't make any sense. So I'm sure the men on the men's side will get started as well. I mean, I can't predict the finals, though. I mean, I don't think it's going to be Bunny. Obviously, Bunny's going to lose in the first round. She's not going to, not going to beat whoever it is that's coming in. But we'll see, though. I think it's going to be me and him. That's what I think, though. But overall, though, guys, a good show of Rampage. Looking forward to Dynamite this upcoming Wednesday. And I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow to talk some more football. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Talk to you tomorrow.